Hello, I'm Taylor. I'm Ryan. And this is Unbetween. So we're recording this uh, a little bit before New Year's, and in this conversation we talk about New Year's resolutions and the kind of New Year, New You thing that goes around and more we get into what's behind that and what those motivations are and what they mean and how some of it's good to want to better yourself is good, but if it makes us lose perspective and lose focus on the stuff that's really important or if we have those motives because we selfishly want things to be better for us or because we want to be perceived a different way or a better way by other people, that that's actually not a good reason to set, a, to set the course for an entire year. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. And and bear with us because it takes me a little bit to get my thoughts out there and kind of to get to that point. But uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot that uh, we we thought about and kind of a lot of things that I think will uh, be important even for future conversations um, from the sound of it of kind of where we went. So uh, just hold on and hopefully we'll get something out of it. So, so we're kind of just jumping in with the conversation here, but Taylor and I just spent a little bit of time talking about um, Christmas and, and hopefully you all had a Merry Christmas. Um, we were talking just about some of the kind of craziness that can follow that and um, things we make it that, that it's not necessarily and even things that it's um, just turns into based on different, different things and history. And, but uh, another thing that Taylor and I talked about a little bit a couple of weeks ago, it's even just like uh, New Year's. And, and so now's the time we're going to, we've gotten through this craziness and now's the new craziness of, you know, New Year, New You, here's how I'm going to do this and better myself and all these resolutions. And um, I guess it's something that's probably bugged me for a little while, um, just how we use that time to really want to better ourselves. Like, you know, you're, we're going to see a spike in the gym memberships and um, people are going to eat healthier for a few weeks and, and do all these things to better themselves either physically or physically or, or, or did I just say physically twice? <laughs> twice. <laughs> They're really serious about this physical betterment, huh? <laughs> I mean, I meant to say fitnessly. No, man. That's not a word either. Them. We're not no. cutting this out, by the way. <laughs> I'm telling you, Christmas has driven me crazy. Oh, so physically or with... Um, all these things and maybe even spiritually, you know, you, people start buying a, a bestseller to read to really get into things and um, with, with their their spiritual well-being or whatever. I mean, I, I maybe I'm phrasing that poorly, but I, I think we're going to see a lot of things. You're going to see people posting on social media. I uh, got to work social media into the conversation, but about <laughs> what they're trying to accomplish. And, and I think it's bugged me more and more. What often lacks in that conversation is just saying maybe laying ourselves down and dying to ourselves and what we want for ourselves and saying, Hey God, here I am this year. Mm. Use me. Um, and, and then there's even a part of the conversation of, okay, why January? Um, you know, I, I feel like we're often setting ourselves up for failure when we expect this January one to instantly start something in our lives. Um, sanctification doesn't come on a certain day. It's a continual process that, um, is ups and downs and, and failures and successes. And, um, more failures for us and successes for, for God as he uses us, even though we're uh, worthless in some ways, but 
but I, I just, I don't know. These things kind of bug me, have bugged me probably for the past few years. And um, I just thought it might be interesting to kind of talk through and, and look at. Can you remember the first time that you noticed something like this or that you kind of put, that you were able to articulate what you were feeling to yourself? <laughs> Not exactly. Well, yeah, pro- probably the first time I've really articulated it was maybe three or four years ago. Um, and, and somehow at the church I was attending at the time, it came up where I, I was, my wife and I were helping lead worship with a team that we helped with like once a month. And um, normally we would just help the worship pastor, but I think the last two years we were there, he was out of town. So we jumped in and kind of led the service. And, and I felt this like real pressure to say something. And it was like the, the Christmas before January 1st. And I, I the worship pastor always kind of had, would say his piece and, and, or mention something about what's going on. And, for whatever reason, I felt a pressure to say that. And um, I don't think I intended to say anything about that, but I'd overheard something that day or the weekend before. And when we got up there and we're about to start singing um, about, you know, God being good and him being enough when we're, when we're not and him being, you know, abundant where, where we lack. And that just kind of hit me. Um, and, and for whatever reason, I just started just, blah you know just word vomit (laughs) and really don't know how much of what i said made sense but it it was essentially that like hey you know we're about to go in this time and i know you've all got them i know you've got your your you know abc your whole list of things that you're going to do different this year and instead of you know going in into that not that it's bad to be physically more you know fit or to be um whatever not not that it's bad to try and eat better or anything but Maybe our primary focus should be how can God use me this year? What can I allow God to have that I've kept from him? Um, instead of, hey, I'm not going to drink a soft drink for this year. I mean, I'm sure I could look up a statistic of how many actually people are successful with their resolutions, but I, I doubt the number is very high, you know. And so if, for me, it was like maybe if we start with this, hey, I'm, I, I'm not going to be able to do this, but God, you can. If I let you, you have me, maybe there's a better outcome there. Such a buzzkill. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm messing I think I try to be at some points. I think that's what I'm coming to terms with. Um, I just, I, I don't know. And I think we've probably verbalized it on here. I, I think the older I get and the more aware of who I am and who God has made me to be that I am, I, I don't know. I don't get too wrapped up in some of this, these things that could make me feel good. You know, as depressing as that sounds, I just, and not, and it's not even a depressing thing. It's not like I'm, oh, I'm a horrible person. I just, I think if I'm really focused on who Christ is in me, there's not a whole lot for me to try and be built up about myself. That sounds horrible to say, like when I say it, but I just, it, it gives me peace, if anything. What, what is it about the new year, do you think that is, or, or kind of the idea of, of the, of the changing of the year and, and what that could mean, what what do you think is attractive to people about that? I, you know, for a good number, I bet it's like the hangover the night before where they're like, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's a new start. And we've prompted that, you know, and and we even get through, you know, oh, well, 2020, there was all this bad stuff, which, hey, I'm, I'm not going to say there's not this year, but yeah. um, there are things. And, and we're so focused on something new. Um, on forgetting 
maybe the, the little failures we've had on the, um, the things that were tough. You know, I mean, you think about the resolutions, people. Well, this year I'm going to make more. Well, this year I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to um, eat better. I'm going to grow closer to these friends. I'm gonna, and it's, <clears throat> it's not that those are bad things, but I, I think we just want to move past everything. And the truth of it is God's using everything that's happened in our past. Mm. We're not to just forget it. And God's timeline is not, okay, it's January 1st. Let's, now this is all going to change. There yeah. may be a season we're supposed to go through, which we talk about a lot on here. Um, but there may be a reason we're supposed to be in this place. Now, yes, that, <laughs> I'm not saying that means you're supposed to eat poor and not exercise and not do all these things. But I do think there should be more of a responsibility on us as believers to be more sacrificial um, with our lives. You know, if we're going to really try to change something about ourselves, why don't we, uh, you know, put, put our yes on the table to something God's going to ask us to do immediately? You know, just say, hey, we're starting a new year. I don't know what God's going to ask, but I, I want to be obedient, and that's what I'm going to push toward. Keep going. Uh, man, I could. I could I could get on a soapbox. I don't want to. I want to hear your thoughts on it, too. But Well, that's the thing. When, when you when you mentioned that this is what you wanted to talk about, I spent some time mm-hmm. thinking about it, and I I don't know how much I have to say really. Yeah. Um. It's not something I spent a lot of time thinking about. I mean, I have I have business stuff that I hope goes well this year, or things that I want to see happen. But you know, that's that has more to do with the fact that that taxes are due next week. <laughs> <laughs> or become due next week and it sort of puts puts my my mind in that framework and um you know for me my uh my year one was is in april as yeah. far as when like the anniversary of of the whole thing starting up was for the yeah. company I, I work with now so it's a little bit different but um i don't know i, I was more interested in what kind of was on your mind and heart so um I'm sure yeah. I'll have more to say once I hear more, though. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, that that's a little bit of the background and kind of my word vomit of frustration with it. I, I think probably for me, I'm in a place where I just maybe over the few years haven't thought much about the whole new year thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone will say something about like, what's your resolution? And then it just, you know, drums it back up for me. I'm like, don't don't say anything. Just let so, them be. So <laughs> to to put kind of a finer point on it, what is about it? What is it that bothers you about it? I think a lot of it is the the way we place the self. It's the self-seeking, the self-worth, the self-gratification, the self-whatever of those things. I feel like that kind of um, irritates me is maybe the word. Mm. You know, it's typically it's not to, typically those things are not to grow us closer to Christ. Um, typically they're very self centered things and and i think the big thing about that um you know the 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 bible i read tells me to die to myself now that doesn't again yeah i I think there are things that it's a hard conversation to have because you know someone can be like oh well i really need to work on my weight and you're telling me i shouldn't that i should just well no and that there's things we we should try to be to be um in the best position to be used by christ right not not that you have to like be able to wear run a marathon to be used by Christ or anything, but yes, if if you are in a position where you cannot do certain things because of your um, 
physical well-being or something. Yes, I, I would say there's a reason to get better than that. Now, um, I just don't see most of that. Most of it's, oh, well, this year I'm going to break six figures or this year I'm going to, I don't know, buy the, the, the jet ski I always wanted or, or this or that. And, and again, I don't think those are bad things, but I think if we're going to, to sit and try and make goals for a year, they should be more about allowing Christ to use us. Um, not putting ourselves more in a position where he can't use us. Because mm. all the things we're trying to get are, are just things that are going to keep us from being able to say yes to God if he asks us to do something. We've talked about the Holy Spirit moving, and if you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move you, well, you're, you're going to be pretty uncomfortable, and it's not going to look like what you think. And um, I, I mean, all of this stuff's just kind of snowballed for me over the past few years. But I mean, used to, the American dream was something that I, I was very aware of and wanted to chase, you know. Uh, whatever that looks like. And um, the more and more I learn and grow from people and from the word and from being sharpened by people like that, that's just something I, I really want no part of now. Um, I, I think it's a lie. I, I don't think there's this American dream that we're supposed to seek as believers per se. Um, and I think that's something that can prevent you from being as close to Christ as you might want to be as a believer. And so I think a lot of those things are to help us achieve that. You know, I want to get these things. And, and, and like I said, I think some of those things are just going to kind of keep us from being able to be used. A lot of the time, the, uh, your enemy or the, your flesh or the enemy, they don't distract you with things that are bad. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly he can if he, or he will if he can. But so much of the time we get distracted by good things, things yeah. that are you could argue are have merit and have worth and beauty and are worth our time and our investment. But the, the, the thing is to pursue the right things and you can't, you can't quantify what those are on a spreadsheet or on a to-do list or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, how, how do you know, (laughs) think about last January, who knew (laughs) last January, what, the rest of the year was going to look like and the ways that we were going to yeah. be tested and challenged and all, all that. But what a thing. great excuse when Jim shut down, right? <laughs> I mean, at least then you've got one. So, but uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. That was on no one's five-year plan. Yeah. I almost think you don't need me for this episode. Uh, no one wants to sit and, and listen to me talk for I kind of do. However long. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm not even sure how much of it as I try to, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know if you're like this. As I think through before an episode, there's a lot of things in my head that I feel like I can say very concisely. And then we get here and it's like, they're, they're just all fighting to come out at once. And, and so it may not would even be beneficial for me to try and say them all at once. It might not make sense. But um, it, part of it's just trying to put in to a clear path, like what has gotten me to this point. And I don't know that I can even do that real clearly. Cause there's just been a lot of things over the past, um, probably four or five years that have, have changed how I view things and look at things, um, for, for, for better. And I would say more, more biblically than I did before. Um, but it, I think I have a, a greater awareness of the things that prevent me from being able to be fully utilized for whatever God wants to use me for. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm, I'm always the best about removing those things. Um, there are some of those things that are, are fully present in my life, you know, um, that I have to consistently try to remove. Um, and part of that's just even the, the doing things for me. I think I, 
I grew up kind of really um, with the set plan of what I was going to do. Um, I, I was going to be a dentist. I don't know if you knew that, but that was no. my plan um, until I realized you actually have to go to school a lot longer than I thought. So, um, <laughs> no, and it, it wasn't even, I guess the first year I just realized like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's really what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, um, especially when I saw my grades in like science, um, you know, because, <laughs> because I, I had this, uh, this counselor um, or advisor who, when I said what I wanted to do in the pre-dental route, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's put you in this advanced bio and advanced chem class. And they were actually the same semester. And I should have said no, but I did it anyway, thinking, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I, can, I can make this work. And um, I, I didn't make it work. So I uh, changed my major after that. And it was, uh, I don't know, kind of an eye-opening thing of like, yeah, that's, that's been your plan. And you said that for a long time, but it's pretty clear now that, that that's probably not the right path. Um, not that I couldn't have forced it to work um, and really buckled down, but it was like, no, it's pretty clear that's not, not where I'm supposed to go mm-hmm. um, and, and not going to be something that I would be probably very good at at this point in my life. And um, you know, my, my dad's a dentist. He went back to school at 35. And so I'm, who knows, maybe at 35, I'll try that. Probably not. But, <laughs> um, but I, I think it was pretty clear. And so it was okay. Well, then, then what what should I be doing? What, what can I do? And it was still about me. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and what part of it was, what can I do? I think I could make a lot of money doing and this and that. And, um, I sought those things for a long time and those things really don't get you anywhere. Um, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people who do very, very, very well. And there's still, um, a lot of emptiness because there's things they can't do, you know? And so I, I don't know. I think some of that came out um, pretty quickly for me when I realized even, you know, when I set these goals financially, I want to hit and, and hit them. It doesn't really fulfill anything. Um, you know, there's still, uh, in fact, sometimes it takes away, you know, if, if you have yeah. to spend so much time to do a certain thing and you miss out on time with family and aren't able to do things that you want to do with your family. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't seem worth it you know there's a price you pay i I think what i'm hearing at the back of what you're saying is we're we're talking about contentment Mm. like yeah or a lack of it and there there is uh there is such a thing as like a what i call a holy discontent which is you look at the world and you can recognize that there are things in it that are not good that do need our attention and do need our effort to change and that there are things about ourselves that we do need to do something about or that God, we need to mm-hmm. let God do something about. That is true because that's part of what the church is called to do is to have a holy discontent about the world that we live in and the effects of sin and evil on it and to be a part of the solution in some small way and to invite other people to join, you know, to join the family as it were. But then there's the kind of discontent that, um, is seeking validation and identity from beyond who you are in Christ and mm-hmm. trying to add some add those things to yourself through your own effort. And yeah. I think kind of what I hear you saying is that what has become clearer to you over the last few years is what what maybe new year's resolutions represent for for some people in the way that they pursue them is that you're not content with who you are 
in and not yeah. in a positive way. The things that you're discontented about are not the things that you should be chasing and are mm-hmm. not the things that are deserving of the kind of time and effort that you're giving them. Is am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Um and yeah, and even the way that that it's kind of set up every year you're you're you got to find something else to be discontent with the fix and and so it's it's almost like if I can just do this thing for the year that I'll mm-hmm. be I'll be content. And and that's not the case if that's what you're looking for, right? Not there. Um and and, and I want to be careful. I don't think it's bad to have nice things. Um those because I'm sitting here thinking there's going to be people who know me listening to this and being like yeah, no, I I know some of the things you have that are pretty nice. Like, what are you saying? You shouldn't, and and that's not the case. I think there's things, um, that you do, and that you can have to enjoy the world that God's put us on. Um, even in 2020, I, I think it's okay to have those things. I'm not saying it's bad to make, um, a good amount of money. I I think you know there's motives there and things we have to check as believers. Um. But I do think we we get so caught up chasing things that ultimately don't matter, and 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 through the Bible we see things about building up treasures that are going to rust away, right? And we're not mm-hmm. we're not to do that. We're supposed to store for ourselves treasures in heaven, and and so I kind of even try to say, okay, if I'm going to do these things, is it something I can use in that way? Um, and and sometimes I probably stretch it. You know, I, Taylor knows I've put probably more money than I should have into a ten year old vehicle. <laughs> to give me an opportunity to do some things with my family and to spend some time with them and with some others. And, um, and, and part of my, my thought of that is that it's an opportunity for me to get away from everything and build, um, relationships with family and friends and, um, that, that I otherwise might not, but I, you know, I think there's things you can do with those things. Um, so I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying it's, I am saying it's bad to, to chase those things. Um, for for worth, for contentment, for satisfaction, um, because we, we we should know as believers that that's not going to get that mm-hmm. right. Um, and, and I think there's a, a huge problem in our country with with debt. I mean, I, I don't think that's something we can ignore. There's people, um, you know, who 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 are chasing things, and and quite frankly, it's putting putting them in a bad place because um, maybe they can't afford it. You know, yeah. but Man, we live in this culture that tells you you've got to have these things, right? I uh, I remember hearing a radio commercial. This was years ago when radio was still a thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and it was it was so on the nose and so obvious. Um, and it was like it was for like a payday loan or something kind of like it was a consumer loan thing. And it was like, uh, you need a you need uh to get man stuff to show that you're a man. So you need these tools and you need that boat. And it was listing all this stuff. I mean, it, it sounded, yeah. I, I was looking around like, is this, is this a joke? And it was like, get this loan so you can buy more man stuff to show the world you're a man. But they were totally serious. Yeah. And it was just like, what? What? <laughs> what is I thought, this? I thought you were going to go with, oh man, that's great. I wish I, wish I could find that because I want to hear it. But th- there was also another one. There, there was a commercial. And it's been years back, but there was, um, it shows like this man and his wife and their kids. And it's like, you know, this is Bob. It's, I don't, I don't remember the names, but this is so-and-so and these are their kids and this is a ski boat and this is their, you know, 10,000 square foot house. And how mm-hmm. do they do it? 
they're in debt up to their eyeballs. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's yeah. this thing of like, yeah, those are the things that I feel like we're taught subconsciously we need, and maybe not even subconsciously, it's pretty, pretty blatant in some cases, but we're taught that we need those things. And I mean, all, all it does is destroy you in multiple ways. If, if, um, if it's, a, if it's beyond your means and, and if it's something you're taking for selfish motive, I mean, there's obviously a case to be made there. Um, yeah. And that's a little bit of a separate, well, no, it's still part of the conversation. I think mm-hmm. we could have a full another conversation on that, but I mean, well, I, I do. Cause you're still talking about content or lack thereof mm-hmm. in that, um, Identity has so much to do with it. Like one of the things that bothered me about that commercial was not just the debt part of it, like go into debt to buy these things you don't need to impress people who don't care who you are as a person. And and by the way, this is what being a man means. It means having a toolbox and having going into debt to buy expensive things that you don't need. That's what a man is. Like that's. Um contentedness and identity like if if you know who you are and if you're confident in who you are you don't need to pursue the superficial to communicate it or to bolster it or to mm-hmm. fill in the gaps for it and then, gosh that could go for all kinds of different things not just for like i mean this is an obvious and kind of crass example with the man man stuff it's just so on the nose but think about any of the other things that we pursue to try to validate ourselves or our sense of self, whether mm-hmm. it's the six figures worth of sales or uh, I want to work with these kinds of client, clients and not these, or I want to preach to this size of a crowd. You know, we, we were talking about like the shepherds and stages episodes. Mm-hmm. It certainly shows up in the church, these kinds of things. And well, we've just got to, you know, we've got to get, we've got to get a pastor that's 10 years younger or better looking or, or whatever and, and it's this this it's a perception un- we want to put forth yes and an unwillingness to be content with the hand that we're dealt or the hand that god has called us to play even yeah. and the trying to add other stuff onto it yeah i i, I think you're exactly right and, and i think that's part of the <clears throat> the test maybe i even had for it you know looking at situations and people and i think it's okay again, to pursue certain things, but I think there are more important things for us to focus on at times. And if we're trying to just put forth some kind of um, an appearance, and, and that's part of my thing with social media, you know, we live in this world where it's all about how you appear. Um, you know, and, and I, I come from a sales background. So one of the, the phrases that gets thrown around a whole lot is fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And that, that just mindset, um, man, it makes me sick. Like, the fact that you would feel like you need to put forth something in order to um to have people associate with you you know and yeah. and i think it's it's that way at an unhealthy amount in um in america and, and conversely and this this is what makes this conversation difficult because conversely you have this whole thread of self celebration mm-hmm. that's going around i mean it it's always been there but particularly right now and certainly in a lot of different kinds of media that you see. I, I don't just mean like the mainstream news media, but I mean movies and books and the kinds of people that end up being famous across across the whole spectrum of ideas and thought. And, and it's all about the celebrate yourself thing. And there's, 
again, it's like, it's not that it's bad to have self-esteem, but what it becomes is that whatever you are, whatever you're into, whatever you like, whatever your flaws, you should celebrate all of that. And it's kind of like, you know, no, no not really. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, I don't know if any of y'all, any of y'all who have met me know that there's some stuff about me that's crappy. I can treat people badly. I can be. Yeah. Do you want un- me to list those for you? Yes. Uh, I mean, we don't. <laughs> that could be the rest of the episode. It, it, no, it's I'm just kidding. that I'm, again, you, you, the longer you live and the more you're open to God teaching you about yourself and about what he is like and how he wants you to relate to him, the more you become aware that like, there's a lot about me that isn't good, that yeah. I need the grace and provision of the Lord to cover and mm-hmm. to make up for. And it is because of his presence in my life that I'm able to love people well and to yeah. do a good job of those things that I want to take care of. And uh, if we're not careful, we can get so content in a bad way with ourselves that we don't see what needs to change. And we're, yeah. we're happy to stay the way that we are. I think that's the other side of that coin. We're always talking about finding the balance in the middle of things. And I think mm-hmm. this issue is the same thing. You either have people who resolve, I'm going to be more true to myself in, in 2021, or I'm going to celebrate m- me in 2021. Like you, you hear this kinds of thing too. And it's like, well, really? Because I mean, because yeah. we all kind of suck <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, and- yeah. And the self and chasing self. And, and I think you even see that creep into, um, I see it more and more starting to creep into religion. I mean, I, I've had people send me some, uh, some sermons to listen to and get my thoughts on. And, and the amount of self-seeking things I hear is just, it's, it's disheartening. Um, cause there's nothing about the Bible that I'm reading that tells me to, to seek, to, to make myself known. Mm. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything that happens is supposed to be to make God known. I mean, and that's what scripture was. You know, yeah. David wasn't some great dude. God used no. <laughs> him to show how great he is. Yeah. David wasn't this, hey, oh, he's got good aim. We should put him in a marksmanship. Con-. It wasn't about that. What happened was so the others around would see how great God is. And, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of something I try and ask myself periodically and remind myself of. Like, am I trying to do this so people will see me or so they will see who Christ is because of what's going on? Because yeah. um, it's just not about me. And that's not, a, like you said, in this age of celebrating ourselves, it's not a popular thing to say, but I just, I, I really don't matter. Um, except for the fact that God created me and loves me, not because mm-hmm. of who I am and how great I am, but in spite of how crappy I am, you know? Yeah. And, and relating this to the last two episodes that we did, like the, the bigger your platform mm-hmm. is, the harder it is to see yourself for who you really are. Yeah. And the bigger your perception of your platform, the harder it is for you to be honest with yourself about your shortcomings and the areas in which you need to grow. Yep. And, and likely the harder you'll fall when it does happen mm-hmm. um, because it will. I mean, I, I think that's a, man, that's a big part of it. The, the more you try and, and fulfill and gratify yourself, um, God's going to, going to bring you down, you know, not, not to make you, not for the, the sake of bringing you down, but just because it's not about you. You know, I think we talked about removing his hand from us. I, yeah. I think that's what that looks like. And, and I've seen that happen in my life multiple times. And, and often, you mentioned earlier, a lot of times we're chasing things that aren't innately bad. But often it's when I feel really good about what I'm doing, even with ministry. I mean, I remember one of the times I felt the hardest. I felt great about what was going on in a small group I was leading and about how the kids were doing. And, 
And to be honest, I wasn't spending a whole lot of time preparing. It was a whole lot of me that I was giving on myself, which mm-hmm. wasn't the best thing to be giving on. And, um, and I, I kind of started feeling good about it. And, and God quickly showed me like, hey, there, there's nothing special about you here. Mm-hmm. Like you're here because I've put you here and I'll take you out if I have to. But I'm trying to use you for a certain reason. And if you're not going to let me use you, I'll, I'll use someone else. Yeah. <laughs> um, that don't preach, does it? No, because none of us want to think we're replaceable, especially when it comes to that. And now it's different in a job where you've got a boss who's looking at you like, hey, I can find someone else to do this. I mean, Mm. God doesn't even need someone to do it. Like he can do it all himself, but he's allowing us to play a part in what he's doing, Mm -hmm. you know. And so instead of trying to find a cabin on a mountain to spend my days in, it's okay. Can I find a way to, to find what God's doing and jump in there, you know? Um, again, not that that's a bad thing to, to have no, or do, but no, that, the, the whole know. point of it is what are we chasing? What are we pursuing? Like, I, I'd love the idea of having a cabin. Yeah, me it too. isn't, it isn't that it, because, you know, it, it restores my, uh, <laughs> leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Yeah. But insofar as I can't be effective in my day to day life, cause I'm trying to scheme a way to get a cabin. That's a problem. <laughs> Or if I'm, I can't wait to get into this cabin so I can get away from everybody. When I was younger growing up, my, my dad was, uh, was in the ministry for many, many years, vocational ministry. He worked at churches and, you know, it's, they don't just throw piles of money at you <laughs> or, yeah. or at least they didn't then. And, and so, you know, we, we never lacked for anything, but at the same time, you know, it, it wasn't. He didn't get into it because it was lucrative. He got into it because God wanted him to and because he was there to serve and everything. But through the years, there were people who God had blessed financially and they had invested in some of those things, the speedboat, the cabin, you know, the lake house, whatever. But these are the kind of people that they stay in their own lake house, you know, twice a year and every other weekend, they're letting people stay there for free Mm -hmm. or for reduced rates. Yeah. You know, like there's, um, th- there's one in particular in hot springs where we've stayed a couple of times and they, the, the people almost are never there, but they let ministers and their families use it for free the rest yeah. of the year. And I'm not saying if you have a cabin and you don't do that, that you're living in sin. I don't know what the Lord has told you. I'm not going to pretend to know that, but, or I, I think of, um, the example of the, I forget if this is, I think this is an Acts. It talks about um, this woman named Lydia and the church that met in her home because she was a merchant. She sold like purple cloth, which was expensive. And because of her vocation, she was able to bless people. But God didn't have to have that. You know, God, mm. God doesn't have to, you don't have to have a lake house for God to bless other people through you. And it's all about the attitude of your heart and your disposition. And as, script, as the scripture teaches us, if you're faithful in the small things, he will give you other bigger things to be responsible for. Because I guarantee to you, <laughs> I guarantee you that those folks who own that lake house that they share out, they didn't start with a lake house. They started by making dinner for somebody or letting yeah. somebody crash on their couch or giving somebody a ride somewhere or picking up somebody's tab or paying their light bill or something else. And, and God said, okay, I'm going to see how you do with this. Yep. And when they responded in faithfulness and humility, he said, all right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to continue to give you things 
that will bless you as well as blessing the people around you because I know you, I can trust you with them. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's one of those common threads in scripture that we miss a lot of times. And I'm, I'm glad someone pointed it out to me four or five years ago, but um, that we're not blessed for it just to fall on us and for us just to sit there and hoard those blessings. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear biblically that we're blessed to be blessings to others. And, you know, that, that's what that should look like. Yeah. Um, and so if you're thinking about your year and you're thinking, I, w- I want to eat better because I want to be healthier so that I can take better care of my family. Or, you know, I want to, I want to hit the gym because I want more stamina so that I can work harder to help people and take care of them. Or, you know, I, I want to, uh, I want to hit that six figures because I want to give as much of it as I can away. And again, we're not saying that if that's not what's in your heart or your head that you're in sin, but it's, it's a different way. What are you trying to accomplish by pursuing those things? I think is the whole yeah. point of this conversation. I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you're right on. I, I think that's the right. Not, and, and even mentioning that, you know, how you can use your physical fitness to, to reach others and to, to be a help and to serve. I mean, I think that's a big thing to point out. The, the, the opposite of that is just sitting around, you know, walking around saying, Hey, look at my six pack. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not, that is completely self-serving. And the other thing I think that's important to note, because, you know, at this time of the year, people ask about resolutions, you know, people ask you, what was your resolution? And it can be a common, common thing there. Um, I think one thing to make note of, if, if you're trying to do those things for certain reasons, it may not be something you just throw around. You know, um, yeah. I, I think there's certain ways we answer that. If you're trying to make six figures to help and give that away, when someone asks you your resolution, you're probably not going to say, you know, the thing to do is probably not, well, I want to make, you know, $200,000 yeah. this year so I can get 50000 to, again, it's a great thing, but you're just casting light back to yourself, at least to that person, um, it, or can be. I, I think it's yeah. hard to say that without someone possibly having that thought you know um what's the don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing kind of thing yeah and let let what you do be done in secret and and i think um i don't you wouldn't want to make a blanket statement but this is not the kind of stuff that shows up on your instagram feed i don't know that it should yeah um because you're talking about real core I think the people that care about you and that are in your circles of influence, I mean, I think they can know and that's fine. But, I, you know, do, this doesn't go on a billboard, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's kind of back to even the instructions given for like fasting, you know. Um, it's not necessarily something you're out there just telling everybody you're doing for because the, the point's to draw you closer to God and to focus and, you know, and to, to build that focus in, in most cases, you know. Um, spend time in, in prayer and reflection and um i think there's even specific instruction maybe maybe given to not you know necessarily like blurt it out when you're fasting or yeah um, well and uh yeah i, I forget exactly you would know better is. than me probably but i forget where well I, I can't remember where it is so i don't know how much better i know anything but it talks about like don't let your countenance fall like yeah. don't don't give an outward sign of what you're doing basically because it's it's between you and the lord it's an inward thing yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, and yeah, and I think that should be the focus. You know, man, if, I, if I wonder, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I mean, I think, you know, you said it's an inward thing. I, I think 
that's even important. Like when it comes to that um, and you're looking at, you know, a resolution or whatever, I think the big thing is to say is to make it a spiritual thing to say, God, where do I need to grow? Where do I need to um, to start? And that's not going to look at like like the same as not drinking a Coke any this year. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be something that you see fall and grow. But hopefully you can look back at the end of a year and say, hey, God has allowed me to overcome this in some way to be used for him. Um, well, not that I, you can't be as much of a jerk as you were in 2020, <laughs> but God's allowed you to put some of that to the side in order to reach others for him. Well, the thing is, any of those things that you might be inclined to do, you can still do them, but they have to be anchored to something deeper. Mm. They have to be anchored to that honest reflection and question of, God, what is it that you have for me this year? And how... What can I pursue that will accomplish that? And it may be drinking one less soda a day, which yeah. makes you, which frees up that, that income for something else or frees you up from, I have a desire and I'm not going to act on it because it is good for me to not have everything that I want to yeah. be that kind of person. It's just, we have to know what we're doing and why. Mm-hmm. And if I, can, if I can throw this out there, this, this may sound judgy to some people, if I can put it crassly. Yeah, but um, the reason we're having this conversation is because, you know, I'm I'm an old man in many ways, <laughs> and uh, old soul would be a charitable way to put it. But there you go. the The older I get, the more I see that these expectations of modern life, of our American culture, and the things that it values, even sometimes the things that the church culture in it values, are just it's tyranny over you, what it expects of you and what it drives Mm -hmm. you to pursue and be enslaved to. And I want to encourage people that they do not have to chase after this stuff, not to come down on them. Like we're, we're judging them if they do any of those things. I don't, I don't care what you do. I care why as, as your brother in Christ, I care about your why way more than your what or your how, because your mm-hmm. why drives everything. And if, if the why behind your desire to be fitter is, has, to do with, has to do with you, has to do with how you look and how you want to be perceived, that might be a problem. If your why behind it is, well, I want to be, uh, I want to shape myself as a tool so that I will be better able to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. That, that's different. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I think kind of even, I think it's important to just say, how, how are you, how are you holding those things? Mm-hmm. You know, in what kind of regard you look at um, the rich young ruler and, and he could not let those things go Yeah, to follow Christ. Like it, it, it he just couldn't. Um, and I think there are a lot of people back to the kind of Holy Spirit leading you thing. I think it's very easy to put ourselves in a position where let's say God did ask me to go do something and to sell everything to where it would be like, nah, I've, I've worked hard for this. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've earned these things. And I think that's a very unbiblical way to hold things. Um, and so I think that would be my, my question. It's, it's not a bad thing to have because guys, here, girls, guys, whoever, here's the thing. You could come and look at my house and tell me like probably a number of things that 
you know, well, hey, I listened to your podcast and you probably shouldn't have this and you probably shouldn't have that. And, and that, again, that's not what it's about. And, and maybe I shouldn't. Um, maybe you're right. <laughs> but um, I, th- I think the point is, how do we hold those things? If God asked me to get rid of those things tomorrow and to do something different, can I? And am mm-hmm. I willing to? Yeah. Um, I think that's important. And then to look at what you have. And if you're not using it to glorify God, ask yourself, how can I? Um, you know, I have, and, that, and that's with not even just your physical items. How can I bless others? How can I use this to, to show people who God is or whatever? But even your, um, even with your, your physical traits, with your characteristics, with your, your gifts, your skills, um, if you're not using those to glorify God, I think there's a problem with that as well. Well, and when you're, when you're discontent and insecure, any port in a storm. And I say that, I mean, show me a human who hasn't felt discontented and insecure at some point. I don't mean that flippantly because we all have. It's just that these are the kinds of things that we reach for when we don't feel like we have solid ground to stand on. We reach for the first handhold, whether or not it's actually going to get us where we want to go or not. It's just, it's something to grab onto, anything. Yeah. Well, and then some sort of gratification. And it's like, okay, well, at a certain point, you know, we're looking for that in the wrong place then. Yeah, um, if sure. I'm looking for, for people to have to build me up. And I, I think, I don't know, I, I definitely don't want my kid looking to the internet to build them up mm-hmm. because it, it's just, I came across a, apparently I'd missed this, but the Switchfoot song with Lindsey Sterling in it, that voice is, oh, man. Yeah. I had, I, I had not heard it and um, saw it pop up the other day. I don't know how I missed it. What album is it on? Voices on um, their most recent one. Okay. Huh. Uh, Native I, Tongue. I, I just totally missed it. And so I watched that and it's just like, wow, yep. You allow yourself to listen to that. Like, of course you're going to be discontent and feel like a failure. And, um, and I, and I, I throw, and maybe I need to stop saying the whole worthless and thing, but I, to me, there's, there's joy in knowing that because Christ is more, but if you allow people to speak into your life, those kind of things, you're, you're not going to feel like there's anything there. You know what I mean? Um, not, not if you don't have, a clear direction of what things are and how they should look and well it's you, you summed it up on an earlier episode like i'm i'm worthless but god rich in mercy yeah you know mm-hmm. found me where i was and and brought me into his throne room yeah. as, as an heir as a son or a daughter and that's different than you're worthless you suck and i hate you the end yeah yeah well and, and i think there's you know, I think we, we should find worth in that God does choose to use us in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's the big thing. But even scripture, you know, it mentions, um, where is it? It talks about rising up the rocks to praise him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the Psalms. Yeah, it is in Psalms. I yeah, I think you're right. And it's like, okay, so, I mean, I, I'm not that special if God could use the rocks to praise him, <laughs> but he chooses to use us yeah. um, and he created us. Now, again, he created rocks. Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, he loves all of his creation, but, uh, we get to play a very specific part in what he's doing if we allow ourselves to, and put ourselves in a position to. Yeah. Um, and I think most of the church probably does not put themselves in that position. I think we've allowed things to cloud it. I think that's what results in this, this, this feeling of, on the one hand, the, this self-celebration but also this discontentedness and unhappiness. So, like, it's yeah. almost like people end up in one camp or the other, or sometimes both simultaneously. 
however that works. Uh, uh, I mean, it is, it's a dichotomy to where we can easily become one thing or the other based on a given day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. or, or be one while saying we're the other. You know, maybe that's more. <laughs> yeah. I think what God is after, well, not I think I know, it's that Psalm 1 thing. The trees who are planted by the streams who bear fruit in season and don't wither and withstand the weather. And you can't be that if you don't know who you are in Christ and if you're not content with who you are in Christ and allow everything you do to flow out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, on that. Because a tree doesn't do anything. No. You know, like it just, it sits wherever. Mm-hmm. And it may grow up and out a little bit, but the the essential essence of what a tree is doesn't change. Yeah. If you, but if you come back to that tree in five years, ten years, you'll see growth. Mm-hmm. And I think if uh, if we aspire to be anything in twenty twenty one, the it it should be that. I mean, and, and the purpose of that and what it's doing. I mean, you often don't see a tree doesn't need to tell you. I added another ring this year. Yeah, I, man. There's a lot about motive there. And I think that's what it, a lot of it comes down to. I mean, and that, that yes on the table, I said that. I mean, it's like, hey, you, you don't know the next step God's asking you to do. If you really want to follow God, like, you, you need to put your yes on the table now. Mm. As you pray, don't say, hey, God, I'm going to just say, God, I'm going to do whatever you ask me. My, my answer's here. My yes is on the table. Tell me what that is. Help me with that next step. And so, um, I don't know. I think that's been a big thing. And, and there's people who have, have put themselves in a lot better positions than me because I, I don't know that God will ever call me overseas. I, I don't think that that's going to be the case. But if he did, what is holding me here, you know? Um, and, and so, I mean, I, I've talked with people who um, refuse to buy a house. So if God yeah. tells them tomorrow, they can go, um, mm-hmm. you know, who have done certain things to make sure if they need to leave and make sure something's not holding them back, they can do it. And, and I think that's the lesson of the rich young ruler is not wealth and money are bad necessarily, but that when they become an idol and when they become the thing that encumbers you or prevents you from doing what Jesus asks you to do, then we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think we look at that as an extreme example. I mean, that's nothing compared to what, what you know, Abraham was asked to do, yeah. you know, with his child. But and that's what that was about. Like, are you, are you clearly focused on me here? Or are you, are you worried about other things? You know, mm-hmm. do you truly trust me? And I mean, I, I kind of wonder if God would have even really required the guy to give up everything physically. Or if it was just a, hey, here's what you have to do. Are you going to mm-hmm. do it? You know? Um, I don't know. I tend to think probably yes because of the disciples, and you know you don't see them with a whole lot of possessions following around on donkeys. Um, I say that I don't see them. I don't, it's not like you know we have pictures, but yeah. Um, and I think I think an important thing to loop in is that you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and the other things that your heavenly Father knows that you need, He will take care of, mm. and these things will be added and. Delight yourself in God and he will give you the desires of your heart. And, you know, I don't think, no, I don't want to get into what I think, but the disciples 
in the gospel accounts, Jesus shows up and he's like, hey, y'all quit what you're doing. And so two of them leave their father in the fishing boat. They just drop their nets and get out and leave. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure their dad was like, where are you guys? Where are you going? <laughs> Come on now. Buffaling all these myself. Like, you know, P- Peter and several of them were fishermen and they just dropped their livelihood mm-hmm. and went. But what you find later in the story is they're back in the boats fishing again. Yep. And Jesus is with them. Yep. And so if we are willing to lay down our means of security, if we're willing to lay down the thing that helps us make our way in the world that we think is so essential or those things that we think this is what makes me who I am, Jesus has something better in mind. And a lot Mm. of time he may not actually be requiring you to give that thing up forever. He just wants to know how tightly you have a grasp on it because then he knows what he can trust you with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it's for you or for him, you yep. know, um, and yeah, I think a whole lot of things we're, we're holding on to white knuckled for our own sakes. Okay. That's episode 10. And there was a time when we weren't sure if we'd ever get to episode 10. So <laughs> that's uh, sure. good for us. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, we hope that this conversation has been encouraging and doesn't come across as judgmental. But in all honesty, if it did, let us know and so we can repent of it. And I don't mean that facetiously. We want to be encouraging. We want to build people up. Even when we're providing feedback or critique on thought patterns and the things that we do, we, we want to do it in love and we want to do it with grace. So if, if ever we aren't doing it that way, let us know so we, that we can fix it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we've said multiple times, we're in this together. So the things that we talk about are, are often struggles with, for us as well. And so I, I highlight a little bit of kind of the struggles I had with chasing things that maybe weren't bad, but weren't necessarily biblical, you know, in the episode. And I think that's a big part of it. I think we can all find ourselves in that place pretty easily um, if we're not focused on Christ. So hopefully... Uh, it, it wasn't, you know, too too bad there. But do like Taylor said, let us know if there's, uh, you know, something we can clarify. If there's something we need to repent of or anything like that, and uh, continue to share with friends. You know, we've seen this um, spreading, which is this kind of cool. Again, we've said this before. We're not in this to grow to some crazy number, but we're seeing people in different parts of of the country and the world listen to it, which is it's just it's encouraging um, that people are getting to hear these thoughts and hopefully share with others. Not even that you're sharing the podcast, but sharing these conversations with people around you and helping each other grow um, the same way we, we hope you are. And if you're hearing this and it's already 2021, then uh, I'll, end, I'll end with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. See you next time.